The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It sure is, and we are ready once again to uh, to get it happening, as I'm sure you are uh, too eager to get some questions answered. Uh, no problem. Phone lines, look at that, already open, 416-870-6400. That is the way you want to do it. Email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can also go to covidrights.ca for the next little while. Tons of information there to be had, including updates on the CERB as they uh, as they uh, seem to happen. Uh, one happened today, as a matter of fact, Lior. But again, 416-870-6400. And I know you got questions about uh, your job and, uh, man, what we're all doing over the next two or three months, because it's uh, it's mired in uh, in confusion for sure. So, uh, what say you off the uh, off the top, Al? How are you? Hey, Johnny, uh, doing well. Uh, been very busy day today, and I'm looking forward to answering some more questions. I, I, I pretty much all I do right now is answer questions. I've been emailing and and speaking with people all day, every day, weekends included. But that's that's great. There's a lot of questions. Uh, our jobs is what we need right now. Our rights is what we need because we have obligations, financial obligations. So let's talk about those rights. If you have a question about your job, maybe you've lost it. Maybe you've been laid off temporarily. Maybe you want to know what you qualify for, what benefit, what assistance. Uh, what uh, what does the law say, say you get? No problem. Give us a call right now. But you know what? Uh, we, we've been focusing on, on the COVID-19 situation. We'll continue to do that because that's obviously the big issue. But even if you have a, an employment issue that, that is different than that, uh, you're dealing with the harassment situation. Your boss did something or said something. You want to know if they have a right to do that. Hey, give us a call. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your severance package. Your rights, your employment law entitlements is what this show is about. And Johnny, since you mentioned the CRB, before we start with our calls today, uh, I want to mention uh, just a couple things. So the CRB was changed today. So we've talked before on the shows how in order to qualify for the CRB, you've had to have lost your income completely. And if you didn't, then too bad you don't get it. Well, the government has now changed that. So even if you earn up to $1,000, you can still qualify for the CRB. So that's a good thing. So you can still yes. work and get the CRB. That's great. For those individuals that are seasonal employees and were expecting to go back to work right now or you know in the near future and they can't because no one's hiring, then you can also qualify for the CERB. And also those that got off EI on or after January the 1st. So let's say you're unemployed, EI stopped January 1st or later, and now you can't find a job because, again, no one's hiring. You can also qualify for the CRB, $2,000 a month right. for up to four months. So if you want to talk about that and your entitlements, call us. And, of course, John, you'll give out my contact information throughout the show if anyone wants to reach out to me privately. But, John, I say we start the calls. What do you think? You bet. And that number to reach Lior when we're not on, one 821 5900 Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But in the here and now, 416-870-6400. you got lots of space. Bring it on. We'd love to talk to you. Get to uh, to Mark. Mark, first call of the night. How are you, pal? Not bad. How are you? Good, sir. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, my wife works at an essential business. It's a pharma company. And she has asthma and high blood pressure, and she's considered high risk. And she has an EI medical form from her doctor. She has a STD form from her doctor. And her work is telling her still that she has to take her holidays because if she takes any of these leaves, her job will be not protected. So she has a doctor's letter saying she cannot work for medical reasons. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
So, so they, so there's two things here we need to pay attention to. They absolutely have to give her the time off. There's no choice in the matter, but they are allowed to say, so let's say she needs to be off for, for a month, just as an example. They're allowed to say for the first two weeks of that month, you're going to be using up your vacation. That they're allowed to do because an employer does get to make the call as to when and how the employee uses their vacation. So that they're allowed to do. But to the extent that she needs to be off for another month or another two months or whatever it is, she can be off for as long as she needs to be, as long as she has her doctor's support uh, and, and she can apply for EI, uh, EI benefits. Uh, and if they try to do anything, if they terminate her, if they consider her to have resigned, not only would that be a wrongful dismissal, that would also be a human rights violation, Mark. Okay. Does that make okay, sense? That, yeah, it makes sense. So they're allowed to make her take two weeks of holidays. To use up her two weeks holidays? Yes, they're allowed to do that. Okay. But once that's used up, she can stay off as long as she needs to. And, and if there's a short-term disability plan, she can. She should apply for that as soon as possible. But yes, they can tell her to use her holidays. Okay. Thank you very much. It's been, that's very helpful. Uh, thank you, Mark. That's why we do the show every week and the TV show as well. On the weekends, uh, you go to employmentlawyer.ca for more details on that. 416-870-6400. Liz, you're up next. Uh, good evening. Hi. How are you? We are, uh, we're living the dream, man. How, uh, how are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm sure you have lots of questions. Oh, yeah. uh, my question is, basically, I've been in, uh, employed for oh, almost 20 years now, and I've been temporarily laid off. I was wondering if... I take, like I have a layoff and I go back to work. And in the future, if I'm laid off again, uh, temporarily laid off and then permanently closed, will I receive my initial severance package from that? Or should I, am I allowed to uh, take my severance package now? So so question. let's deal with these, uh, these separately. And, and these are excellent questions. So let's start with the second part of your question. Uh, which okay. is, can you require them to pay your severance uh, yeah, now? And that, the answer is yes. So you can oh, okay. accept the layoff and, and return back to work when they call you back, or you can okay. treat that as a termination now. And after, I think you've been there for about 20 years. Am I, am I right? Uh, yeah, uh, short, maybe six months short of 20 years. So you could be looking maybe somewhere around 18 months pay potentially uh, is what you'd be owed. So you can get that and pursue that now. Or okay. if you do go back to work, if down the road they decide to, to let you go, then at that point you'd get your full severance. So oh, you can okay. make that decision. Now, if you, you mentioned something about the company shutting down. If the concern is, I don't know anything about this company, but if the concern is that they're going to go out of business, they're going to go bankrupt, then yeah. you don't want to wait too long, right? You, you, you no. don't want to wait till that happens because if that happens, you're too late. You can't get anything if they're bankrupt. So you do have the right and the option to pursue severance. If that's what you want to do, Liz, don't, mm -hmm. before you do anything, before you write to them, I want you to speak to me off air, okay? Okay, for sure. And I have a, another question, a quick sure. question. Okay, so um, at this point, um, should I apply for EI or am I better to apply for CURB? Because I have lost hours um, prior to my layoff, um, and how is that going to benefit my um, what I'm going to get paid out because of my reduction in hours. 
So you actually can't get uh, or can't apply for EI right now. You have to get, okay. do the CRB only, and that that okay. is a fixed amount of two thousand dollars a month. Uh, okay, now, perfect. once the CRB runs out after four months, if you're not back at work, if you're not working, you can get EI. And yeah, EI may get impacted by the by the amount of hours that you had before. But right okay. now, let's kind of deal with the next four months, which is you can apply right away for the CRB. Okay, but with the temporary layoff, and if it's um, uh, because of the fact that it was temporary laid off, and the severance pay package, does is there a closure like a closed date that I can apply for that, like thirteen weeks or eleven weeks or whatever? Um, before you could do it now. You could do it now. I can do it now. Okay. Yeah. But if it, it goes beyond that, can I do it now, or if I wait like five weeks, six weeks? You, you, can, you can do it at any point in the next two years as long as the company okay. hasn't called you back and as long as the company is not out of business. Perfect. And should I apply immediately or should I apply no. on the 24th like my employer advised? Uh, you should apply immediately. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Liz. Thank you uh, so much for your calls. Hope it answered everything. You, well, you want to move on from here, it's one 821 5900 That's to get a hold of Lior and the team at the firm and help at employmentlawyer.ca. But still tons of time. Just getting warmed up here. 416-870-6400. You have uh, questions about your uh, your employment in general or if it has something or anything to do with the CERB or COVID-19, which I'm sure a lot of them do. Bring it on. That's uh, that's why you're here is to get some answers. Jay, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, brother. What's, uh, what's going on in your world? Okay, well, same as everybody else. It's upside down. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. No kidding. Go ahead. Okay. What's your question? My question is, uh, I, I drive a dump truck, and I am I, I work for a company, but I'm on contract. Now, in the last two weeks, I only worked three days. Um, now, coming weeks, it's it's up in the air. I am working tomorrow, and it, it, it's pretty much playing it by ear. Now, at the same time, I also drive Uber, and uh, Uber is not going good. So I just want to know what my options are here. Can I apply? Can I? Should I wait? I mean, I don't know. So you you can you you can get the the CRB if you're earning a thousand dollars a month or less. So you know from and that includes from all sources from your driving uh, truck uh, job from your Uber job. So if you're working a thousand dollars, if you're earning a thousand dollars a month or less, you can apply. If it's more, right now, based on the criteria the government has established, you don't qualify. So you may decide whether it makes sense for you to continue driving Uber, for example, for a while, or maybe take a break. I mean, that's your decision. But you have to meet that a thousand dollar threshold to be below that in order to qualify for uh, the government assistance. Okay. All right. Well, that answers my question. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Anything else? Uh, you bet. Moving forward, you can uh, you can reach out for sure. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Let's see if we can uh, quickly squeeze Peter in here before a break. Uh, Tom, we'll get to you as well. Just hang on, uh, Peter. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What's uh, what's your question? Yeah. So currently, I work part time, and at the same time, I do over on the side. But the ridership has reduced greatly. So I was wondering, uh, would I be able to qualify for the CRB, or how does this work? So, Peter, as I was saying to, to the previous caller, if you're earning if you're earning a thousand dollars a month or less, then you can you can qualify. If you're still making more than a thousand dollars a month right now, you would not qualify for the CRB. Are you making a thousand dollars a month? 
for on the Uber end or for both of together, them? Together, together, combined, total income. Y- yes, yes. So if that you makes, are, if I'm, if your income is at that level, it doesn't matter if it's from one company, two, five, ten, doesn't matter. If your total combined income is a thousand dollars or more, at this point, uh, based on the criteria that the government announced today, you would not qualify. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate. It. Thanks for clarifying. Thank you, Peter. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Stay safe. We will uh, take our first break here of the of the evening, and that will give you some time to pick up a phone and dial the number and get your questions answered as well. 416-870-6400. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca to reach out through email and covidrights.ca as well. Right back to it. Employment Law Show here on Global News Radio. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You bet. We're diving right back in. 416-870-6400. Employment matters. COVID-19 matters. Bring it all on. It is good to go. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can also go to covidrights.ca for more information. And if you want to reach out to Lior when the show is not on the air in private, no problem. one 855 Tom, thanks for uh, hanging on through the break. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. How are you doing, guys? Good. What's up? Okay, I, I know somebody was employed. They were, they were let go in their employment in 2019, uh, just coming off of medical. Um, they have tried numerous times to sort of contact the employer, and they had difficulties accessing their ROE. Then there was discrepancies of when exactly they were let go, and it turns out they had nobody really in charge of, of human resources there as well. What exactly would they be looking at, and what exactly can they do to recoup any for their severance? Because they were let go with no severance at all. Well, what they could do is actually quite simple. Call me. Uh, It's it's, it's kind of what I do for a living. So, yeah, not only is this person owed severance, of course, because you can't uh, be let go when you're on a medical leave. That also makes it potentially a human rights violation. So not only severance, that's kind of of a given, really. But potentially, it's a human rights violation that entitles this person to other damages. Now, if this person was let go in 2019, the good news is he still has time because there's a two-year limitation period. So, Tom, you you, you took the first step. You called the show. But why don't you have him call me at the office or email me? I'll happy happy talk to him, happy to help him, and we can get this resolved probably pretty quickly. Hang on just a second here. I'll let you talk to the person right here. That's a first. Hello. I know, right? Hi. Hi how you doing? Hi. Good. So how long have okay. you worked for the company? Uh, just about three years. And what reason did they give you for letting you go? Uh, there was no cause. Uh, did they pay you anything? Uh, they gave me uh, three weeks, which, well, I say two weeks, um, severance pay. That okay. was it. Only because I, wor- I worked for two weeks. Um, like I came back and I actually worked for two weeks and then, um, yeah, they dismissed me, but I only got paid at that time. They gave me one week and then said, oh, there's two weeks, like two weeks severance or something. And what kind of a job? What were you doing? Uh, just packaging, um, manufacturing. So you probably probably be owed right around four months pay is what I would assess you at but potentially if the the reason for terminating your employment has something to do with your medical leave or your medical condition then like I said to, to your friend there that would be a human rights violation as well so 
Yeah. Best advice is let's you and I connect off air. John here is going to give you my contact information. Let's sit down and go over this, and I'll help you get what you wrote. Okay, sounds good. Thank you very much, Tom's friend. And uh, to reach out, no problem, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. But bring on the calls here to answer them until the end of the shoe, 416-870-6400. Stephen, good evening. Hey. How are you? Oh, hi there. Hey. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. You're, uh, you're on. So, yeah, uh, my question was just regarding um, I received two payments because from what I w- understood was that uh, when you apply for EI, you also get an application approved with SERP. Um, right. I may be wrong with that. So basically, at the beginning of April, I got a payment of $2,000. And that wasn't from my EI. It was from $2,000, which I assume was from SERP. And then after this, uh, today, I checked my account and I got an extra 1500 which said it was from EI. So I was just, I just wanted some transparency regarding do Canadians get both benefits in one? Hmm. So the answer is no. Canadians don't get both benefits, but uh, be keep in, keeping in mind that this is a, a system right now that's a brand new system with the SERP. This is not unusual. I've spoken with a number of individuals that are getting both payments, and that's a mistake. It's, it's simply an administrative error. It's not supposed to happen. So what do you do in that situation? My, my best advice is don't spend the 1500 bucks, at least not right now, because you may have to pay that back. Okay, so the $2,000, the SERP, yeah, that's, that's fine. But the the EI money, that's something that was given to you by error. Nothing to do with you. You didn't do anything wrong. It's, it's simply an error okay. on the on the government side, and you know they're doing their best. But you may have to pay that back. Keep that in mind. You actually are not supposed to have both payments. So uh, hold on to it. And at some point, I'm sure the government's going to politely knock on the door and say, uh, please pay it back to us. Awesome. Got it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate that. Uh, moving on here, 416-870-6400. Next up is Jack. Hi, Jack. Good evening. Great. Thanks for taking my, talk, my call, guys. Great show. Sure. My, my, Thanks, my man. My question is regarding income. So I get the employment income piece. What I don't understand, though, is if um, if, if I'm receiving some rental income from uh, from a from a, an investment property or dividend income from say shares I might own in in RBC for example do I have to does, does that preclude me from applying um, to the CERB so and you know that's a great question someone was asking me this morning and we're we're trying to interpret things that have not been interpreted before right this is all brand new but if it's income that's not tied to work that you're doing then I would consider that to be not income for the purposes of the CRB, which means you should be able to get the CRB. Uh, so if you, but again, remember to to have gotten the CRB, you you would have had to have actual income and lost that income in order to get it. So if there was actual income that you had and now you don't have, the fact that you may have rental income or dividend income that should not exclude you from getting CRB. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate that. Uh, any further questions, one 821 5900 You can go to employmentlawyer.ca, the website. You can catch our TV show there as well on uh, Global and CTV, so check that out. 416-870-6400 right here to ask your questions on the air. Nancy, you are up next. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Great. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Okay, so the previous caller actually answered, well, you answered his question about mm-hmm. getting the double payments. So, yes, definitely I'll have to put that away. 
but I had assumed it was the unemployment because I had applied March 13th before the CERB came out, and then I got the second um, payment of 2000 on April, uh, the third week, three weeks later. So you're saying that was a mistake and to make sure I don't spend that, correct? So so no, if you applied for the EI before, yes. or if you became eligible for an EI before March the 15th, then you should be getting an EI check and then switch to CRB. So it's that March 15th date is kind of the cutoff where anything March 15th or later becomes CRB, anything before that is EI. So it's quite likely then in your situation that you did get an EI check for the initial period and then CRB thereafter. Okay. You understand what I mean? I do, I do. Okay, so and then after that you're saying if you make less than 1000 a month, you get the special, the new CERB that's out now because... I'm, because I work part-time, I work yes. in a dental office, usually 20 to 30 hours, maybe 40 hours every um, two weeks, let's say, sometimes more, sometimes less. So, But I do make more than, than 1000 per month. So if you make more than 1000 per month, you would not qualify for the CERB? Okay. The government, like yeah, up right. until now, you would have had to make zero, but now the government said, no, no, it's not zero, it's a thousand. But if you're making more than a thousand right now, as, as the plan currently is uh, today, you will not qualify for the CRB. But will qual- qualify for EI? Uh, well, not if you're working. No. But I'm not working. But, but if you're not working, then how are you earning income? No, no, sorry. I was, I was making that. My last day of work was March 13th. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So, and, and you lost your job because of the virus? Yes, it is. Yes, they had to. Okay. Then, oh. then yes, I'm sorry. Then you would qualify for the CRB. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I thought you were saying you're still working. If you're not no, working no. anymore, then no. You would qualify for the CRB. There's no issue there. Okay, perfect. Woo, thank God. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Nancy. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the call and your time. Moving on to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Good day. Or good Hi. evening. How, How are you? Good. What's just up? a quick, just a quick question. I know you guys are busy, so I've received. Uh, well, a friend of mine has received two cuts in their salary, uh, and their question to you is: Will that affect the pension? Will the pension now be based on the lower salary if it turns into uh, a layoff or a dismissal in the future, or is it on the original agreement, or is it all based on company's discretion? So the company, the pension usually has a, a, an amount contributed to it, which is a percentage of income. Okay, so it's it's really about how much money there is in the pension plan. So if from now on he's making the reduced income, if that's going to be his norm, then yes, it's going to impact his pension. On the other hand, if it's a situation where uh, he's the reduction is only for a short period of time, probably the amount that that it's going to reduce his pension by is going to be negligible. It may be a few dollars a year, you know. So it really does depend on how long this reduction continues, which is why in some situations it may make sense to consider the reduction as a constructive dismissal. So it's not directly impacting his pension. It's about how much money there's going to be in that plan, which is a function of a, of his income. So if it is treated as a temporary dismissal, it's treated on the new salary that's been agreed upon. Then the percentage. Well, right now there's nothing actually contributed to his pension because if he's not earning income, there's zero being paid into his uh, into his pension plan, right? Because it's usually it's a percentage of income, so Correct. it could impact his pension. Yes, it could impact oh. his pension. Depends on how long it goes. Thank you. It for depends your... how long it goes. Exactly. Thanks. 
Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that for uh, for reaching out. The number is 416-870-6400. All these employment questions get answered. That's why you make the call. John, good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, I got an interesting situation. I'm a pensioner. Um, I had some legal things that it wouldn't cover, so I took a job back in September of last year. Uh, now, uh, I'm a smoker. I've got a possible... Uh, health situation with my site, which was related to blood pressure, uh, I want to take the COVID uh, benefit thing uh, on EI from what, I understood, what I've talked about with my company, um, uh, that I apply for a leave of absence or a health thing with respect to COVID. Now, can you fill me in on what that, if that's possible, and if uh, I'd qualify being a pensioner, uh, receiving pension? So, so being a pensioner receiving pension, that is not an issue, right? That, that you, you okay. can qualify. What is an issue potentially is you not being off work because of the virus. So ultimately, the, the reason why the, the CRB is there is to help those that have lost their income because of the virus. And, and your potentially ability to work is not going to be tied to the virus. It's going to be some other health-related issues. So... So you probably don't qualify for that, but what you could potentially do is if your doctor thinks that because of your medical condition, your, your, your health issues, you shouldn't be working, and if your doctor provides you with the doctor's note, then you can potentially go on the eye sickness benefits, which pays you exactly. for up to 15 weeks. So, yeah. so, so that's something, but you need your doctor to, to, to put you off work, and then your employer at that point doesn't have a choice but to give you the time off, and they give you a record of employment. Well, no, no, the employer is perfectly willing. There's Good. no question as to ability to, as far as the company is concerned. So I get all the related paperwork uh, from them. It's just a matter of whether I qualify with the government, I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good. Thank you. Yeah, very no much. problem. Appreciate Thanks, John. Help. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks, John. Have a good evening. Appreciate the call. 416-870-6400 is the number you want to call in with your questions. Bring it on. That's why we're here. Kathy, you're up next. Hello there. Hi there. Hi there. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I was working part-time in 2018, and then I went on uh, maternity leave, and my maternity leave got over in um, um, April 2019. So, but I did not go back to that work because I was looking for a full-time job. And now the thing is, I have two little kids and they're not going to school yet. So now, even if I get a job, I cannot put the kids in the daycare. So is this um, benefit, will it apply for me? So am I right, Kathy, that you haven't worked since uh, April 2019, since you can't, you, your maternity leave ended? Yeah, I did not work. So because you haven't worked, that means you haven't lost your job or your income because of the virus, uh, then you would not qualify. Uh, if if your, your benefits ended in January of this year, then you would qualify because it happened in April, all the way back in April of last year. Unfortunately, you would not qualify right now uh, to, to, to any, any government assistance that's available, uh, at least not right now. That could change, like things change today. But right now, Kathy, you would not qualify. Oh, okay, but because like I have kids, right? Like I, I have no way of going back to work. Like it's like a little, very hard situation. I feel like. 
Oh, I, I agree. I mean, you, normally you would be expecting to be able to go back to work, no problem, that your kids have school or daycare. Now you can't do that. You can't leave them alone. I completely agree with you. Uh, but right now, the way the benefit is structured, it's not available to you. I think your category and people in your situation is another category that the government has to deal with. Hopefully they will. But as of right now, Kathy, you don't qualify. Kathy, appreciate the call. Got to move on. 416-870-6400 with your questions. Jamie, thanks for uh, thanks for standing by. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Um, I was laid off on March 20th. I applied for regular EI benefits on the 23rd. Now, I've received $2,000 mm-hmm. as of March 14th. And like your uh, gentleman called earlier, uh, I have received three other $500 payments. Wow. Um, EI, I mean, as far as I know, isn't an exact number like that. But here's my question anyway. I was laid off and applied for regular EI benefits. Why am I forced to take this CERB loan that I never asked for when I paid into a fund of EI that I'm eligible for, but they're forcing me to take a loan? But, but it's well. It's not a loan. It's not a loan. It's exactly but like EI. You, you don't have to. Re- income. So is EI though. Right, but why am I forced? Uh, I I really don't need it. So why am I forced to when I have this fund that I've paid into available to me without going on the backs of anybody else? This well, is the fund I've already paid into. Well, it it really comes it comes out of the same pot. They're they're just administering it in this way, uh, and and they decide out of simplicity in, in order to make sure that the process is streamlined. So we don't have two different processes. We're going to have one process at least for a while, which is the CRB. Now, from your perspective, at the end of the day, it, it's it's taxpayer money, whether it's EI or or CRB. It's not a loan. Uh, it's taxable income as is EI. So really, there's not any real difference between whether the check says CRB or EI. Honestly, it's the same pot of money, taxpayer dollars. Uh, what, what you call it, I don't know that it makes that much of a difference. Well, no, we lost uh, we lost Jamie. Jamie, if you have any other questions, feel free to uh, to call back. 416-870-6400 is the number you want to reach out through email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Moving on to, uh, to Chris. Hi, Chris. Thanks for standing by. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hi, Chris. Yep, you're on. Hey, hey Chris. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? Well, first of all, I just want to compliment your show. Well, thank I you. A, I think it's a great show. And a uh, prime example was um, I was working in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I was dealing with somebody that was originally from uh, Alberta and had worked in Ontario a couple of years ago. I actually just hopped on the uh, site, employmentlawyer.ca, Contacted the office in Toronto, got some great in, uh, insight, some suggestions for this client I was dealing with, and uh, worked out very well for the individual that I was dealing with. So I just wanted to say thanks, guys. Keep it up. Great show. And I uh, I know that in the field that I work in, there's many a times when I'll hop on that site and just take a look and make a quick phone call and get a response back within a day from your from your associate well. amazing chris thank you so much i really appreciate that it means a lot we we do work hard and it's great to get that compliment thank you uh, you know what and it means a lot to me because i don't know those laws um i'm a social worker background so you know and if i can do anything to help out the clients i'm dealing with right and you know it's good to have connections so thanks guys appreciate it and uh please be safe out there okay thank you you too
Very nice, Chris. Appreciate that. That was actually the uh, the reason for this whole show, what, eight-plus years ago, was the <laughs> fact that everybody was in the dark when it came to employment law, so it's time to enlighten everybody. Chris, by the way, if you want to check it out, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a fantastic website as well. You can uh, you can spread that uh, that knowledge around. Appreciate it. have to get you on payroll sometime if that keeps up. It's uh, <laughs> 416-870-6400. That is the number. Italo, hello there. How are you? Hello there. How are you? Good. What's up? Thank you for taking my call. I'm a bit you confused. Uh, in April, I got my $1,000 for March and uh, the $2,000 from uh, from EI. Then I was told to reapply from a CRB for May. I called, and they told me since uh, I got the $2,000 from uh, EI, I cannot apply through the CRB. Does that mean that I'm going to get $2,000 again from EI? So I, I don't know what to do. So when when did you get paid from uh, EI or CRB? When did you actually get money? Uh, beginning of April. And that was for what period? Uh, I guess I got that 1000 because I got laid off in March 15th. So I guess I got 1000 the half of March, and uh, I got the $2,000 for April. Right. So, so you, you you could have you should have gotten CRB from March till March fifteenth till April whatever twelfth, and then from April into May. So, have Correct. you received the second CRB payment? Well, I got the two thousand. Let me get my checkbook so I can tell you right away when I got my two thousand dollars. I got my uh, two thousand dollars April twentieth, April April sixth. Okay, so so that is that would be I think the one that's good until May. So you should be able to apply. So that's that covers the period April to May. So you should in May you should be able to apply again. Okay, but uh, I called just to find out, and uh, when I called CRB, they said that I'm not able to apply uh, for the two thousand dollars for me because I got it through EI. Was, was that was that giving the wrong information? I, I can't imagine why that would be correct. I, I don't see any basis for it. Uh, so here's what I'll propose, Italo. Uh, may, maybe if you want to reach out to me off air and I can have a better understanding of the timing and the check and who it's from, I can I can provide you information. But to me, that doesn't make sense at all. Uh, you should be able to apply to get uh, payment for May. Italo, appreciate you reaching out. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And the fact that you still have a physical checkbook is uh, simply awesome to me. Uh, <laughs> Hugh, hello there. How are you, pal? Hi, right, fine, thanks. Just called on behalf of my daughter, a grade 12 student, and she mm -hmm. had a part-time job previous to COVID-19 and the same part-time job the previous year, making, I believe, 14000 the year before. I was just calling to see if she is eligible for the emergency relief fund. Now, was she working when the virus hit? Yes, she was. And she lost the job or she was laid off because of the virus? She was laid off because of the virus, and she is a student, grade 12. Then, yes, yeah, she does She does qualify, uh, student or not, if she had a job and she uh, and she lost that job or lost her income because of the virus and she can show that she made more than $5,000 in the last year, yes, she would qualify uh, without a problem. She should apply as soon as possible. Excellent. Okay. And, um, yeah, she would not be able to be eligible for the unemployment insurance, but she is eligible for this. Exactly. She is eligible for oh, this because nice. she meets the criteria. She should apply, easy to apply online, and she can get paid within a few days. 
Yeah, she did, and she got paid within 30 hours, but uh, wow. I just wanted to make sure that she was keep able to keep the money. I yes, smart, smart right call, because not, not everyone that gets paid is actually allowed to get it. So, yeah, but in her case, she is allowed, so it's all good. Thanks, Hugh. Appreciate the call. We'll get to one more here. Lee, you are, uh, you're the last call for the day. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's up? Okay, so I have three jobs. Uh, two of them I was laid off because of the COVID, and the other job I do a small uh, newspaper route at night. It's very part time, and I make about a thousand to eleven hundred. But they don't take tax off that. So when they mean a thousand dollars, I'm allowed to collect. Is that? Um, That's gross income. Or? Yeah, that that, that is that is gross. So you know, obviously, if. You, Again, this is not my rule, so so don't yell at me. Uh, if it's a situation where you're you're making a thousand or more, or just over a thousand dollars, then again, the government says you don't qualify, even though you had two other jobs. If it's a thousand dollars or less than a thousand dollars, you would qualify. So it really does depend on that. Uh, hopefully, you, you you can still get it, but you know, there's not at this point much room to maneuver. You know, a thousand and one means you don't qualify. A thousand means you do. So it, it depends on that. Okay, because I wasn't sure because I've got to take tax off that $1,000. I hear you, of course. Yeah, I understand. Okay, that really clarifies. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate that. And uh, thank you for uh, your calls as well. Busy night, as it always is, especially on a Wednesday. I know a lot of confusion out there, and the rules changed again today with CERB, so you're going to have more questions, and I understand that. You want to reach out? Now that we're done, we'll be uh, back here on the weekend show and the TV show as well. Don't miss that. Uh, Write this number down. Do me a favor, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900. That will put you in touch with Lior and the uh, the folks at the firm, help at employmentlawyer.ca. you got covidrights.ca, and as I mentioned once, I'd like to plug this too. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's a ton of resources out there courtesy of Lior and his, uh, and his firm. So reach out. We'll catch you again here in the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio On Point with Alex Pearson. Stick around is coming right back. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.